Welcome to Beyond the Balance Sheet, the podcast that helps advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families understand the complexities of issues related to our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Our co-hosts, Arden O'Connor and Diana Clark, will interview a series of guests on a range of topics, providing informative content and practical tools for professionals and families to consider. Here are your hosts, Arden and Diana. Hi, and welcome to an episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the use of technology and family unity, which is fascinating to me, and I can't wait to hear our guest, Katie Tarnell, talk about it. She is the Business Development Director for the Americas for the company Trusted Family and is currently based not in Belgium in the company headquarters, but in Knoxville, Tennessee. She's a fourth generation family member of the PickSuite company and began her career in her family business as the business analytics manager. Before joining Trusted Family, she ran sales and customer teams for an early stage e-commerce analytics startup review box. So she's bringing not just personal experience, not just family office experience, but also technology experience to our conversation today. And I'm really grateful to have you. Thank you, Katie. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Diana, for having me on on the show. So let's start with just a frame for what trusted family is and what they do in terms of family offices and family councils. Of course. So um, Trusted Family is a software company. Um, So we are a secure software platform uh, built for family offices and family businesses to help um, give like a secure area where families can store all of their documents, plan and run meetings and do all of the type of business that needs to be done across the different governance structures that can be common among um, big family offices and family businesses. So does it range from the business of family offices down to the personal of families or just stay more in the family office realm? It kind of encapsulates both, but kind of comes from rather than coming from strictly a business angle or strictly a family personal angle, it kind of comes from more of like that um, where the two intersect more at the enterprise level of um, what are the entities managing the family, for example, like a family council, which we can talk a little bit more about that, like what that looks like if we want to. Um, The board members, shareholders, the different ownership groups, um, all of the different committees and structures that can evolve out of um, a growing legacy family business. So let's start with family councils, because you mentioned that, and I'm curious. Yeah. I have yep. people imagined in seating like in a Supreme Court with robes on, but I suspect it doesn't <laughs> look like that. <laughs> no, but you know, it, I'm sure there is one that looks like that. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> So um, a family council is um, it's typically the structure that represents the family inside of um, a family enterprise ecosystem, for lack of a better term. Um, And so the family council, a lot of times can be um, it can be voluntary. It can be very informal. Some can formalize that structure a little bit more. um, And that just kind of depends on what the family is really trying to get out of 
um, family meetings and family gatherings. But the family council is really responsible for making sure that the values and who the family really is at its core and what is lying underneath the family culture, making sure that piece of it is passing down through the generations and making sure that the family has representation um, within more of the business type aspects. Um, and so this is the place where you may pull in more people that are not working in the business, that um, have careers of their own um, or are in different life stages where you know they need um, some different types of roles that could be um, developed and managed on, on the family council. So I imagine that these family councils are managing multi-generational issues that come to the fore, right? Yes, How, yes. Can you give us some examples of issues faced by these kinds of families? Yes, so um, anything from um, taking a lot of times families will have they will have a culture or um, like a mission statement um, values they may be written down they may be a little bit more inherent and passed down um, more in you know the different treatments and ways and different um, kind of underlying ways that the system kind of works together um, so a family council can come together and write down what are those things? Let's put them in writing. Let's reflect on them and maybe let's adapt them a little bit. As these um, families get bigger and expand out, um, they move around, they start to have different experiences, whether that's outside work experiences or just where they're living in the world um, and trying to find a way to bring those differences into the family, um, build that into the culture of the family while still remaining true to who they were in the beginning to what has um, caused them to be successful through the generations in the first place. That's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, making sure that different education initiatives actually take place um, and education could be um, financial education, wealth management, um, some of the more, you know, hard money numbers type education all the way to educating around what the business does, the history of the family, um, some key decisions that have been made um, long term and upcoming in the family. And um, those are probably the two key things that we see a family council work on. Mm -hmm. So how does a digital platform aid a family council? Yes. So you've got a couple of things going on in the technology landscape. Um, the biggest one is that there's so many different options. You know, technology changes at such a rapid pace. Um, I heard a, um, at a conference last year that the pace of technology is now changing too. It's not just that technology is changing, the pace at which it's changing is also changing. So there's so many different options when you pick a technology, you put it in place, you've got new features, you've got new options, you've got new things constantly changing. And so for a family that's you know, trying to run a business or manage all of these assets, and they're trying to manage all the family dynamics, and then trying to pick a technology platform that can help bring all of this information together so that they can easily access it and um, access all of that information and use it to their advantage, rather than it being hidden or lost in translation, that's that's a huge task to kind of overcome. Um, and so where Trusted Family originated was really in just uh, basic document management. So when you put together a family council, a lot of times you may create a, um, a family constitution, 
You may have um, different policies that come out of that, such as a family employment policy. You may do all kinds of different work with um, a family business advisor or, um, you know, trustees, financial advisors, things like that. And you have all these documents floating around that need to be managed. Um, there are different softwares out there like Dropbox or Google Drive or things like that where you can store this information. But which which place people choose to put all of that information is very different. So people that work inside the business may store all of their information on a Microsoft product. People that work in a different company may use Google. And so all that stuff gets scattered all across the place. Not to mention, we still have a lot of people that come to us that are still printing and filing things away. It's not just, <laughs> it's not just all online. We're still competing with, you know, kind of using the, the, older method of, you know, paper trail and everything. Um, and all that stuff can get lost. And there's a lot of really hard work that goes into setting these things up correctly. And once you do that, you don't, you want to put it in a secure location where everyone can find it and access it. So I work in the behavioral health field and we use platforms to hold people accountable, to support people. There's a whole host of reasons we would use a digital platform to augment our work, but they do have to be um, bought in, in a colloquial expression, by the user. Do you ever find families resistant to engaging in free and open communication in this particular way. Yes, that's a that is a great point to bring up. Um, we do. And that's, um, that is one of the issues that a lot of families come to us with is, we're trying to find a way to improve and drive engagement within the family. Um, and we're hoping that you can help do that through a digital platform. Um, and this is a really, uh, it's a it's a common thing affecting families, especially with how much we all rely on social media and and other technologies that don't have anything to do with the family business, how much we rely on those today to communicate. And so that that kind of expectation of we have all these social platforms where we're communicating and doing all of these, these things here, we should also have one within the family business. Um, and a lot of people though are not initially bought off on that concept because um, for different comfort levels with technology because um, there's so many different ways we're communicating today. You know, you may text, Snapchat, Instagram, and email the same person about, you know, 15 different topics and you lose track of where it is. And one of the resistances, well, this is just another application, another piece of software for me to have on my phone and my computer to use. Um, and so that can be a challenge that we have to overcome um, and then again, I mentioned like the comfort levels with technology and using it and also trusting the application. So, you know, especially working with family businesses, mm. um, there's a lot of really sensitive information that they share with each other. Um, and a lot of sensitive conversations and um, important things that happen. Um, and, you know, one thing, though, that we're trying to help kind of educate our customer base on is that having those conversations through email seems like the easiest route today, but it's not a secure way to communicate, especially about a lot of these very sensitive things. And so that's one reason why we have our platform and we work really hard on the security side of things to make sure that that information is, is kept safe and protected. 
So I'm having an image of this platform that has a bunch of different features on it. One that would be spreadsheets or things that you would need to access to make business decisions. Is there a personal thread that goes on in this platform as well for vacation planning or yes, gift planning? Yes. Yes, there is. There is definitely a social aspect to the platform. Um, uh, it has like a news feed where you can post um, an update about, you know, if you've got like graduation is coming up for one of your children, you want the whole family to be invited, you can put that there um, all the way up to, you know, some families, especially um, deep into the generations have uh, shared assets or shared property, like a vacation home that they're kind of managing who gets to stay in the house when and who gets to use it. We have them use the platform for that. Um, inside the platform, there's a bunch of different features and tools that you can kind of build and um, kind of create them to mimic the processes that you have already existing in your real life outside of the platform. And so we can kind of enhance that on, on the software. Give me an example. Think like yeah, so. Um, yeah, so we're working um, with we're working with one family right now that has um, about three hundred family members, and they're doing a big five. They do a big family reunion every five years and get the whole family from all the branches and all the generations together. Um, and we're actually using the platform to plan the whole event. Everything from um, there's meeting invitations you can send out. So everyone on the platform can um, look at the invitation that says save the date for May 1st. This is when the event's happening. You store all the uh, details of the event. You can create a survey that asks for room recommendations, um, collects all the proper names for name badges. Um, and then we'll actually plan the event in the platform and store everything there so that if they need that information, they can go in and get it. Wow, I want one in my life. Right? Just for <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that being helpful. So for folks who are in the net worth high net worth category or ultra high net worth category, what are are there any unique technology needs that surpass the norm? Yes. Um, so I think that what makes it what makes their needs unique is that they have they're managing a bunch of different pieces and parts that are coming from many different directions and they've got to find a way to pull that all into one place so that they can keep tabs on all of it and that sounds like it should be easier to do than it actually is. <laughs> um, it's actually, it's incredibly difficult to do because there's just so many different options out there and ways of doing things and ways of looking at the information you have to manage the business. I think the other important piece, and this is one thing that we're increasingly getting more involved in is um, in, in the decision-making part of all of this. So, um, in a family business, you're making decisions about the the business, you're making decisions about the family, you're making decisions at the family office, the investment level. So what all went into making that decision? What information did you use? And then when you made the decision, what was the decision and what is the result of that? So we're trying to get into that space of helping keep track of those decisions. And I think you mentioned the accountability side of things here, building more of that into our products. There's more of like a a flow of all of these really important things that happen and you can kind of keep track of that. Um, I think that's um, 
very unique. It's more about the number of entities or things that inside of the family business that you're that you're managing in one place that makes those technology requirements a little bit more difficult. That makes sense to me. I also think that you are supporting a dialogue in a family that may or may not happen if you're talking about governance or family constitutions or values or things like that. A lot of families don't do that hard work. Right. So it sounds to me like even in the beginning stages, you're encouraging those kinds of dialogue. Yes. And, um, you know, we definitely see that happen a lot through our conversations of learning about where the families are today when they're considering um, using our platform. We do a lot of work to understand where they are today and what kind of their future goals are. And it it's very rewarding to be on a call with several members of a family and see them start to see how much information is out there about this, how complex it is, and actually want to start learning about it um, and getting more involved, especially when um, you've got people from outside of just, you know, the core business wanting to get involved. It's, it's, it's really rewarding to work with families when that happens. I'll bet. And I'll bet the families become healthier because the information is distributed more evenly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's wonderful. What didn't I ask you today, Katie Darnell? I think the, the other thing that just came to mind with that last question um, is that the other interesting thing I tech, think technology and access to all this information is bringing up is uh, it's allowing for a whole new set of skill sets to be more relevant inside the family business space. Um, so, you know, I think historically, you know, you see a 7,500 year old family business, you've got a family office, a lot of the terminology and focus is around finances, money, wealth um, with, this shift focusing more on getting the governance structures right and running them and continuing them on. Um, you also um, are needing people who specialize more in communication and in information sharing and in um, even getting into data and things like that. So I think it also opens up a whole new world of different skill sets that you can develop inside the family to get more people involved and have more ways that they can that they can work. I like that. It also sounds, you talk about different people. I talk about different generations because it would, I would imagine that it would be bringing in a younger group to support yes. a lot of that. Yeah. Yes, it does. It definitely, there's a lot of conversation that comes up about how do we get the next generation more involved and how do we get them to care more? And I think technology is a big way to do that because um, that's just kind of, that's a more natural, um, it's a little bit more natural for younger generations. Um, and so they can kind of step in and take that on as a project or a leadership initiative. And become an expert in something that the different generation may not be as facile with. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I feel my brain aligning in such a comfortable way when I imagine this platform. I would imagine that it really reduces stress for organizations and families 
that are trying to juggle and navigate multiple arenas all at the same time. And this seems like a nice organizational structure. And I don't mean to minimize it, but it is comforting yeah. oh, to no. me. Yeah, no, I think you, you nailed it right there. And that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. Great. Well, today's discussion on Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast has been with Katie Darnall of the Business Development Director of the Americas for Trusted Family. And she was talking today about the use of technology, not just for organization, but for family unity. And I loved the way the conversation unfolded about the availability of these platforms. So if you like this episode or any other, please like us on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Balance Sheet a podcast designed to help advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families solve some of their biggest medical, psychiatric, and emotional challenges. Visit beyondthebalancesheet.com to read more about our guests and resources and sign up for our newsletter.